The Guardian. Flooding in Germany, monsoons in India and a historic heatwave in the North American West. Headlines have been dominated recently by extreme weather events. And even though these events might seem unconnected, experts and countless scientific studies point the finger at the climate crisis. Meaning these kinds of extreme weather events, including heatwaves, are likely to get worse. According to a recently published 20-year-old study, more than 5 million people die each year globally because of excessively hot or cold conditions, and heat-related deaths are on the rise. Which is why this week we'll be exploring extreme heat, what causes it, and how our body reacts to it. In the UK, as temperatures rise, parks are usually filled with people sunbathing, and public transport messages change to include public health reminders of how to stay cool. But what happens when temperatures soar so far beyond what Brits are used to, and start to approach 50 degrees Celsius? That's halfway to the boiling point of water. I'm Shivani Dave, and today on Science Weekly from The Guardian, we are focusing on extreme heat. The Guardian's global environment editor, Jonathan Watts, spoke to me before the latest floods in Germany and the monsoon-induced landslide in India. But where else are we seeing these events? Well, they're appearing uh, all over the place, but the the most dramatic example uh, was very recently in uh, Canada and northwest United States, uh, where a heat dome uh, was sitting uh, above the region for, for, for a protracted period, and it was trapping uh, the weather inside, the hot, the hot weather inside, um, which had nowhere to go but up. So temperatures rose and rose and rose. Um, and in one place, um, a place called Lytton in British uh, Columbia in, Cal- in Canada, uh, the national record was was shattered. Uh, it went up to forty nine point six degrees Celsius. That's a that's a temperature that we wouldn't normally see uh, outside of that sort of very hot band in the Earth, closer to the equator. It's just a sort of a Saharan temperature, uh, but at a latitude very similar to that of um, of, of the UK and and northern Europe. Uh, and it wasn't just this, in this one place. Uh, parts of Washington State and Portland, and even further south in the U.S., were affected. So that is the most dramatic and shocking example. But we've also seen uh, records break uh, for June, at least not not all time records, but records break for June in Helsinki, in Moscow, um, and even in some parts of Siberia. So this heat dome that you mentioned, what's going on? Because it gives the impression that it's just a sort of little enclosed area that, like, a bit like a greenhouse. Yes, it, 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 to, to some degree, that that's correct. It, it's 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 the weather getting yeah get, get uh, not moving but sitting in one place for a long period of time, um, and this is something that scientists are still examining, but they're concerned that um, climate disruption, which is caused by human emissions, um, is, is not just warming the planet, that it, there's a possibility that it's, it's slowing some of the circulation of weather systems. Uh, so in recent years, for example, we've seen this kind of blocking effect, as, as, as it's called, 
um, in the terror in the in the very extreme heat waves that we've seen um, in in Europe in recent years. It was seen also in Hurricane Harvey, uh, which hit uh, Texas. Uh, I think it was in 2018, uh, and, and that just sat above uh, the city of Houston for for s- several days. So this sort of stickiness, this stagnation of weather systems is is really um, a concern. And as John says, this is something affecting countries all around the world, including the North America West. Temperature records there were not just broken, they were obliterated. The, the, the past record, the past national record, all-time record in those countries was smashed by, by more than five degrees Celsius. You know, that is astonishing. That's beyond imagination. And I was speaking to some scientists, climate scientists earlier this week, and they said, until, until a few weeks ago, we would have said that the temperatures uh, close to 50 degrees Celsius in Canada uh, would have been impossible. The fear is that we've passed some sort of threshold um, and that we won't just see temperatures rise gradually, uh, but there could be a few jolts in the future. It sounds quite worrying, to be honest. What What's actually going on? You know, it is worrying. I, I think it's it, it does need to be stressed that there isn't a consensus yet on exactly what has happened. This matter is being studied with a with, with a great deal of urgency. Um, scientists, like ninety nine percent of scientists, um, agree that the fundamental reason is human emissions. That, that the human impact uh, on the climate has been very disruptive, um, and that we we we. We're messing around with it in, in in ways that are now becoming increasingly evident. Um, so, for sure, the, fu- the the fundamental cause is is warming caused by greenhouse gases, which are produced by cars, by cutting down forests, uh, by industry, and so forth. Um, the question is whether there are additional kind of cascading effects or tipping points um, that is making you know one problem uh, makes the other problem worse and so you the problem becomes non-linear um, that that is that that is the key question and again uh, it, it's uncertain but let's say scientists are more worried about this than they were a few weeks ago in the day-to-day reality for people it has really dire and terrible consequences people are dying people can get really ill What's happening to us as heat records break? Global warming, um, global heating, climate disruption, they, they, they are making extreme weather worse and more frequent. Um, uh, but of all of the impacts they have, the biggest problem we are seeing and the most damaging problem we are seeing are, is heat waves. And um, th- this, 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 this has huge health effects people are dying as you've said at least 500 people uh, died of heat related deaths in the northwest americas uh, in the last few weeks um, that that that's the number of recorded uh, deaths there's always more than the number recorded because people doctors very rarely write heat on 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 death certificates so it's always a big underestimate in addition to that You'll have uh, uh, a lot of illnesses, 
you'll see a lot of um, lost work days. Uh, there's enormous fire damage um, because wildfires become more more common. And bizarrely, and this shows how the weather is not just changing, it's getting really weird at times. You can have floods at the same time as you have um, extreme heat because the extreme heat melts the glaciers in the mountains, which means more water runs down into the valley. So you can get floods at the same time. Um, and this, all of this together has an enormous economic cost um, that, that far exceeds that of any other kind of extreme weather. The, the possibility that large numbers of people will be forced to migrate to escape from extreme temperatures um, and crop failures and, uh, and water shortages um, is, is, an, is, is very real. Um, by some estimates, it's, it's, it's already underway. You'll, you'll have a protracted period of heat, you'll have then drought, you'll have then uh, more likelihood of crop failure, you'll have then more likelihood of, of people becoming poor or dying of starvation, uh, and then you have more pressure uh, that causes more conflict. Um, and then you tend to have migration away from conflict zones caused by these underlying effects. Um, a few years ago, the World Bank estimated that there would be something like 143 million more climate migrants by 2050 uh, than, than, than there are today. Obviously, we're not the only inhabitants on planet Earth. There are countless animals and plants. What happens to them? This is an, an, an enormous concern and overlooked... Um, I think by a lot of the coverage of, of, of what's happening uh, with the weather and with the climate. The broader trend is that species are being pushed out of their old habitats by, by a slow warming, by the, by the gradual global heating uh, that, that's human caused, which is you know, going up by about you know, a, a, a few fractions of a degree each decade. But that, that's enormous, and it's really fast in, in historical terms. But that's, that's the, broader, the broader trend. But when you get these bursts, these short-term bursts of extreme heat, uh, that creates a whole new set of issues. And as you were saying quite rightly, um, insects, and, you know, which we rely on for pollination, or uh, worms that we rely on for soil quality in the ground, they, they cannot escape so easily. Um, and, and they can get trapped or they can, get, uh, uh, they can die in these, in these extreme conditions, uh, which has knock-on effects for other species. Birds might be able to migrate, um, but you know, they're, they're, they will maybe not have the same food sources. Um, and, and there have been cases reported in, Australia a few years ago of, um, of of mammals just I think it was bats just thousands and thousands of them dropping dead out of the trees in in a particularly intense heat wave a few years back. Obviously, this is an extremely complex issue with lots of different um, people in play with different ideas and motivations but what is the way that we can try and mitigate you know this extreme situation getting worse fundamentally it's to 
to to change our uh, energy systems. We have lived in a fossil fuel uh, world for for two hundred years, and that that fossil fuel world has created fossil fuel politics and fossil fuel economics. And there is total certainty that this is causing the problem. Um, and that means really uh, making political choices uh, that, that, that accelerate uh, the transition. Sorry for drifting a bit away from perhaps the science side of the science podcast, but science, politics, economics, psychology, these are all intertwined in the climate issue, which is the most sort of complex set of challenges uh, our species has ever encountered. The final and positive thing to emphasize is that you know, I speak to dozens and dozens of climate scientists and I would say the vast, vast majority of them say it's not too late and we have the technology to do it. I think that's a good place to end on something slightly positive, knowing that it's not all doom and gloom and that we've got, you know, some hope out there. Absolutely. Yes, there is. Thanks so much for your time. <laughs> and thank you too for uh, addressing this subject. In the next episode of Science Weekly, we will be looking at what happens to our bodies in extreme heat. You can find links to The Guardian's coverage of climate change and extreme weather in the podcast's webpage. If you've got any thoughts, feedback or episode ideas, drop us a message at scienceweekly@theguardian.com. Science Weekly will be back on Thursday, but bye for now. For more great podcasts from The Guardian, just go to theguardian.com slash podcasts.